Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Peters, my co-host, Craig Poston, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experiences on life and finances. What's up, man? What is going on? Ain't not much, man. Yeah. Guess it's uh, another few weeks. Yeah, we, we, we uh... It's been a minute, bro. Yeah, I know. We're off and on. We, we'll, we'll get it together one day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're consistent with being inconsistent. Hey, hey, at least we're consistent with something. There you go, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Hey, uh, so uh, how's it? How's your goals? Goals going, man? Yeah, they're going pretty, pretty good, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, so you know, we've been talking it up, we've been chopping it up. You know, got the property, got it renovated, got it rented out. You know, doing good on that part. Looking at another property to get now that I have access to my VA loan. By the way, that that is a painful process to to go for the the VA loan. Um, at least as a so. Because the perspective of mine is like, so you were active duty, I wasn't, right? I'm a straight reservist. Yeah. So we don't get like automatic access to stuff like VA loan, post-11 benefits, stuff like that. So there's like certain thresholds. Like, so if I say, for example, if I went on active duty for like half a year to a year, right, then I would have access to it. But I didn't decide to do that because uh, that's just not what I wanted to do. I wanted to focus on school. And then I started, I had already started my career. So I wanted to focus on that while I was doing it. So like it has to, I have to wait at least six years to get access to those benefits. So I just made six years recently back in October. And so, I, but to do that, uh, you still have to go through like that uh, certificate of eligibility process. Yeah. And so it's still a little bit more of a pain because there's certain things that they can validate, like your, your inactive duty time, which is like the reserve time. Yeah. Because it goes by points, right? We don't go by like how many days we've been in. Yeah. So I had to get it with my, uh, the reserve command and they're kind of a little slow with some things. So again, that was a little bit of a pain. And then when I got it, it wasn't in like the right verbiage. Yeah. So like my lender had to go back and forth with the, the VA, but you no, know, finally got it. Finally was able to get the pre-approval letter. So looking at a few properties, uh, like the one you and I saw last or trying to see, I should say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw a lot. <laughs> we saw a lot of dirt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, and then, you know, this upcoming Wednesday, going to go see another one. Hopefully it's not just a lot of dirt as well. Yeah. Hopefully it's uh, something that's there, at least something that, you know, we can we can look at. And yeah, man, you know, just, just you know, busy with work. Uh, about to go to Disneyland here soon. So, you know, man, just, just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, mine is not as uh, good as yours. My, <laughs> I, but I have a adventure, though. I, I'm learning stuff. Yeah, just... Realizing that if you put an offer on a property, somebody else can still come, you know, take it away from you, you know, because yeah. if you, they do a better offer or, I mean, it doesn't even have to be much. Cause I was like, man, it's like four grand more. I would have paid four yeah. grand more. Uh, but, uh, you know, knowing how they play the game is like, okay, you just shoot an offer and just see if anybody takes it. So it's kind of almost like gambling, you know, Russia yeah. roulette, which one, you know, yeah, so that was uh, one property. Then I did a uh, offer another property, and honestly, I thought everything was going to go through smooth because I how I, I it started out, we, you know, kind of went that back and forth with the okay, here's an offer. All right, ran the offer. It was like uh, so one fifty, right? And this is what my realtor she suggested, which I thought, you know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna listen to her because she's there in the area. And then after that, they came back with a counter with a. It's like a 168 or something like that. And then we're like, okay, we'll counter again. Let's do 160 with the, you know, uh, closing, 2,500 closing costs, right? Then they came back with another offer and they were like, okay, do think it was 165 with up to $3,000 in closing costs. And I was just like, 
well, if they still feel like it's worth a lot more, let's just go through the process, get an appraisal done on it and see if it's really worth it. So, you know, you know, fast forward, that's what we did. You know, went, you know, went to the bank, said, Hey, this is the property we want to, we're going to go forward with. I was already approved. All we had to do is just go, uh, I had to submit a few more documents and underwriting, which like I said, still was approved. And basically we're waiting on the, on the seller, the seller of the property. When the appraisal came back, it wasn't what they thought it was, which we thought it was going to come back lower. And it did one, one fifty six. Then after, uh, after that, you know, waited a couple of days, I think actually the weekend went over the weekend. I was like, okay, I got a addendum, got that form sent to me from my real estate agent. And, and all the reason why she sent it to me, cause they told her, you know, go ahead, send it meant that we were thinking, okay, that meant that they agree to the price. We in with 156 with the bank, uh, you know, got from the appraiser. And then they they shot back with us talking about some, they didn't want to go with that. They want to go with 162 and almost like a take it or leave it type of situation mm-hmm. where they say, hey, we got all these people knocking on our door saying they want this property, all this blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I told my real estate agent, because I, I, I'm tired of playing games. This, this doesn't even make sense. Just if they feel like they really want that property and it's really worth that amount of money, then they should keep it and sell it to whoever really wants it yeah and that's kind of like how it went and now i'm back to putting in offers again (laughs) just like i did another offer and then that one was quickly i wouldn't say shot down just somebody else had put another offer in that was better Mm -hmm. because we yeah we only won a thousand over asking price we didn't really go you know just to just to see what you know what was out there so obviously somebody else shot higher they really thought and they thought the property was worth more which it probably was but I'm not sure what appraisal will say afterwards. You know, it's like yeah. one of those things. Yeah. 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 No. So like some of the, what I, what I would do like for the, 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 the second one that I got is that I had two offers yeah. on, like I had a, an offer on one property and I had an offer on another one. And I was like, all right, which one ever, whichever one comes back quicker. Yeah. Right. With the, with saying like, Hey, they, they want to continue. I'll, be, all right, I'll just continue with that one. So like literally the same day I put them in and like two or three days later, cause it was like Easter when I found out. Well, little men came back and I was like, all right, cool. And then like, uh, when I went to go get, do the inspection for, for that one, I was talking about with my realtor and she was like, oh, that other property you put an offer on there. Like, oh, we, we wanted to go with that person. And you're like, well, you were too late. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So like, I mean, you know, it kind of goes both ways, but uh, I mean, it's a good thing for you. Cause like, uh, say if you want to put on like offers on different places, like you still have that, you know, opportunity to say no, or, or if they're taking too long or with one place is taking too long and then the other place and yeah, you can. That'll help you make your decision a little bit quicker. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was uh, talking to somebody else and they were saying, do the multiple offer thing. So just uh, shoot out multiple offers of different properties and whichever one comes back. And then I, I was still kind of confused about it. So I kind of Googled this process and how it works is you let the bank tell you, you can't do it. And that's how you get out of all your, <laughs> you like, if you had, so if you, you had multiple offers and they actually all came back to you and said, Hey, sure. yes, we're good to go. You can only get approved for uh, one loan at a time right. in the right. process. So yeah. that would automatically kick you out and you just go with the one that you wanted. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, all right. So I, I was thinking about doing that for another time. So that I know I'm pretty sure I have to put in more, I'm not sure, earnest money just to have it on deck just so they can, um, as things go on, I'm not, I, I'm not sure if that, if that's how it works. But when I was asking the other person, that's what they were saying that, yeah, they keep more earnest money around so they can keep doing it. You know, keep putting it on first. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's that's my adventure. I uh, I can't say I didn't learn anything. I definitely learned something uh, that even when you, you can say, 
they can know you can get the money quickly because that's basically the bank was ready to give me the money and people can still say no even yeah yeah and honestly i think this probably was a more of a greed situation because they put more time into this this uh place uh they they renovated it them themselves they put they and i think they renovated in the pursuit of making money so it wasn't Mm. to hey let me give improvements yeah, make improvements to make sure I'm giving a, a good product out. Yeah, this was this is more of a greed situation, and you could definitely tell by how they were negotiating. They kept throwing that we have multiple people knocking on our door thing. They kept telling my real estate agent that, and I was like, that don't make sense. Why would you keep telling us that? Like, yeah. do you want to deal with us or not? You know, yeah. it's like yeah. <laughs> uh, some people are just a little pushy, a little uh, too hard headed, man. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, good learning situation. Uh, which means that I'm I'm still following my goals. I'm still getting it together. And this is what I remind myself every time. I was like, the money had left my account. So that means that I still have money to keep going to this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it'd have been different. I was like, okay, I got to spend down payment money every time I do something. But no, the money's still in my account. So I still have money for the next property. Yeah. So, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. That's a good way to look at it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, all right. Our title for this week. Seek victory, not fairness. Yes, sir. Yeah, we we talked about this, and I was like, okay, all right, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you want to explain it? Yeah, all right. So we'll get into it. So I, I I'll be uh I'll be frank. I got it from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, not a nerd or anything. <laughs> it's not that bad. But no, yeah. So it I, that's a true thing. I got it from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I think it was from like the OG ones. And I think it, that's the ones from that came out in the nineties. Where they're wearing those weird turtle suits. Still love those movies, man. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. I mean, yeah. All the time. So, like in the first one, right? I, and I can't really remember exactly the scene, but it was either like all of them got jumped or like Ralph, the the one with the red bandana, he got jumped, like complaining to to the master, right? Master Splinter. Yeah. And, and he was like, man, you know, maybe if they wouldn't have jumped me, I probably would have won and stuff like that. And, you know, his, his advice to the to the student was, you know, seek victory, not fairness, right? And you know, in life, we there there are times where we're down and out, and we really wish it was fair, like, and we wish that we would have had like an upper edge, but we just don't, right? And that's the thing, like, life isn't necessarily going to be fair to you, and it's not necessarily designed to be fair to you, but you still have to fight through it, right? You still have to go through life. You can't just uh, continue to go through life thinking that something should have been a better way because you didn't get what you expected. Yeah. Right. So there, there's always going to be certain situations that you're put in that there, you, there was a goal in mind, uh, expectations in mind that didn't happen. Right. And but you still have to finish up what you started. Right. To to get that you know project out, to finish that assignment, to make sure you know your family's got what it needs, what your kids got, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So instead of like you know complaining and thinking like, dang, I wish this was fair. Like. Like I wish, like, and I think a lot of people do it, like in, like in certain prejudice, right? Uh, or they'll, they'll, they'll blame certain prejudice. It's like, oh man, this, uh, I didn't get the what I wanted because this guy's a racist, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Or he's a, he's against, you know, you know, poor people, whatever it is, right? Or they just didn't, didn't like me, right? For whatever reason. But those are all like, like necessarily excuses, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that like those things don't exist, like prejudice don't exist, or, or like, like racism or, or stuff like that doesn't exist. It does, but it. Not every situation is like that, right? Yeah. And more than likely, it's not going to be like that. That it's just that that's just the way life is, right? It's it's not meant to be fair to to everyone, 
And it's good that it's not supposed to be fair because that it makes you stronger, right? Or, or it can make you stronger or it can make you more adaptable to certain situations. And it uh, kind of keeps your expectations in check when you're going through stuff. Yep. No, I, I, that last part when you said adaptable, that that's definitely something that I probably use a lot. I try not to put any excuses in. And I think that's the the issue with a, a lot of us. We, we'll try to say that, okay, yeah, they didn't like me because of this or, or you know, they did, they're not accepting me because I'm too young or, or too old or, or, you know, it's like whatever it is. And what I try to focus on is just the the goal, kind of like what you like you have there, like the victory. Like, so what am I trying to accomplish? Okay, that we need this done. All right, then we're gonna work on that. Or if it's a certain job I'm looking for, I don't think about the fact that okay, I, it seems like I'm not getting accepted because of whatever X Y Z. I, I try to look past that. I try to look for the people. What credentials do they have? What what knowledge do they have that I need to acquire so I can keep going? So I can get it directly to what I want. So if it's a position that I'm looking for, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find all the things and then I'm going to execute those things. And then I'm going to add extra on top of it so I can have it my own flavor with who I am. So when I bring that to the company now, they're not just getting a, a replication of somebody else. No, they're getting me, my yeah. my idea of how something works. And that that's a good way of like saying, hey, you adapt to the situation. Mm. So, so yeah, I, I this I feel, I feel like this is a really good title right here. Yeah, no, and, and like you know, part of what you put on here was like you know, don't shy away from adversity, right? And, and you know, because it, it does separate you. It separates you from the people that are are willing to do the work versus the people that aren't, right? Yeah. Because you know that because adversity is always going to happen, right? And like recently, I've been looking at like a lot of or listening to like a lot of stuff about Kobe, right? I mean, you know, you know, uh, unfortunately he passed away, yeah, right. But no, like these, like some of his videos and some of the the things that people talk about him are like, like still very empowering, like that that Mamba mentality yeah. and stuff. And it's not like he ain't never had to like go through adversity or anything. It's not like Michael Jordan never had to go through adversity. I think like some people, especially like uh, like the middle class or like impoverished class, they'll like think that you know rich people or like people that have wealth, they don't, they've never gone through something bad, right? Or yeah, they, they don't go through something bad. Where like even people like celebrities they only see him at that one point, right? They see him on Insta, they see him on, you know, whatever other social media there is. And they just see like that, that one snapshot of how successful that person is now, but they don't see like all the background stuff that they had yeah. to do to get to that certain point. I'm not saying everyone had to get, go through like a lot of stuff, right? I'm not saying people didn't get silver spoons or, or anything, but there are a decent amount of people that to get to that success, they had to, fight through a lot of adversities, right? You think that, you know, you, you don't think that, that racism doesn't affect like someone like Kobe Bryant, someone that's like Shaquille O'Neal, right? Someone that's like Jay-Z, right? They're, they're the same race, right? Yeah. It's not like they didn't have to go through, they just had, they just didn't make excuses for it. Yeah, exactly. Right? They decided to to overcome whatever that, that specific adversity was. Yeah, and I mean, and no one thinks about the other part too, right? So they might have been accepted into the basketball world, but what about these other things that they wanted to do, right? Become a yeah. business person? That, that's not easy to walk into the, you know a new path right like yeah. okay i i play basketball this is who i am and that and then that's what they see all they see is the basketball person they don't see this business side of them like okay i can be a creator yes i made my money over here but i i feel like i can be a creator over here on this side mm. and i'm pretty sure they they reach some type of adversities you know sitting at the the table to sign something and 
and how they still look at them. You're just a basketball player and you just, you know, you just need to sign these deals or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And they don't, but they're, they're a franchise themselves, not, not because they were part of a franchise. They're, they're a franchise by their name. So they mm -hmm. have to figure out how to become a better business person and how to sell themselves correctly. Yeah. And so, then, you know, yeah. a big thing for them is like expectations. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, you're in the light, right? People, everyone's looking at you, celebrities, whatever it is. Um, people have certain expectations of you because you're in that specific position. Not like, not saying that they should, right? They probably shouldn't because, you know, they're a human person, right? They, they have errors, they make mistakes, whatever it is. Right. But, you know, there's certain things like, like I know for like a lot of like rappers, like I remember Cardi B, someone was saying that, that she shouldn't be, you know, wearing certain things or she shouldn't be saying certain things in her, in her songs. Right. Yeah. Because of like how she could affect like the future generations and how kids look to look, look up to him. And she was like, she was playing, right? Like one of the, one of my favorite things about her is that she's very, very upfront with what she says. Right. Yeah. Very like transparent about it. So what she said was that, you know, your, your kids shouldn't be looking to me as an example. They should be looking to you. So don't be worrying about like what I do. Worry about what you're showing your kids. Yeah. Right. And I thought that was like, like very simple. And, but like, I think like a lot of people like missed it. Because just because she's a celebrity doesn't mean that your kids have to see her as like their hero, right? They should always see like their, or they should see their parents as the hero. Yeah, right? and exactly. If, and if they yeah. don't, then that's going to be like a, a problem later on in life. Yeah. Now that said, uh, that's that's definitely a true statement. I try to bet my best to be an example to my children, you know, and that's the same thing, right? It, you show them no excuses, right? There's no excuse why you shouldn't be successful. Yeah. So in whatever excuse you have, then you need to find a way to get around. You need to combat that excuse. How can you uh, make that not an excuse, make that, you know, the fuel to uh, get you to where you need to go? Yeah. And that, yeah, that's, I don't know, that that's kind of like, uh, you know, we work together. So you, you see how I just keep going no matter what, you know, and that's, that's just, uh, that's the same thing I'm trying to teach my kids. I mean, Obviously, they're young, so yeah, I, I get the whiny and all that other yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, no wonder mom, the mom's the favorite. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, my kid hits me hard, man. He like, he's like calling me old, calling me fat. I'm like, yeah, hey, dude, I'm not that bad. <laughs> and then on, on, on you guys' refrigerator, all I see is a love mom. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, favorite is. Yeah, but then they hang out with me. That, that, you know, <laughs> always, yeah, yeah, they always come down, wake me up. You know, he's got the money, Bradley. <laughs> Pockets ain't empty, man. Yeah, yeah. So here's uh, another thing. Like, uh, you know, we we're talking about this yesterday. Um, you know, things may not go your way, but the win is around the corner, right? And that, that's kind of like still all going with, with what we were saying. As like you, that those adversities may may be there, but or something just not. It's just not right. But you can still get there, right? You know, it's you're it, all it takes is that perseverance, right? Just, just keep going, keep going. You got it, you know, and then you'll, you'll get what you're looking for. Man, I, I don't want to, you know, make it where some people, they don't do that. But the whole point of perseverance is the fact that you won't quit. You see the failure the first time that that means don't stop. No, just adjust the formula and keep going. And then eventually you'll have the right recipe to that win you were looking for. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. Man. And, uh, like, it's like, and, you know, seeking victory or, or like, you know, looking towards like the destination or the outcome. Right. And stop worrying about like all the little things that happened in that journey or in that process. Right. So like, if you ever like, you know, turn on your GPS, turn on your Google maps, trying to go somewhere, do you, do you really worry about that? Uh, that there's an accident on the road? Do you really worry that, you know, maybe there's potholes? No, you, you honestly probably don't think about that because the GPS is telling you where to go. 
Right. It, it, it's leading you in the best possible route that it knows at that time. So, and I think that's what like, people don't fully understand is that like there's still adversaries, right? There, there were still accidents on the road. There were still uh, crazy drivers on the road, right? And, yeah. But you still got to that specific destination. And in life, that's what's going to happen, right? You're going to go through something and things that are going to go your way are just going to keep happening, right? But if you focus on the destination rather than what what else is all happening around you or or the outcome, then I think it will kind of be smoother for your mental processing, emotional processing, whatever it is, it'll it'll keep helping you move forward. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, 100%. It's just, you know, it's just life, right? Yeah, it's just life in general. Hey, we're going to always have these adversities, uh, you know. And, uh, you know, as our next point, you know, life isn't meant to be fair, all right? Yeah, if we were all the same, you know, guess what? Everything would be easy, you know. I And you wouldn't have one person that could lead the other until, you know, to the light. If everyone's the same, how would we know who who to trust, who to believe? Yeah, everything's the same. Nothing, nothing changes. I mean, if you think about it, right, some people are wealthier than the next you know, smarter than the next, right? Mm. You know, have more athletic abilities than the next. Mm. But those are all the things that make our race keep getting better and better. Mm. That's because if you, you know, you had the same thing, no one had a, they won't have that urgency to, to mm. do anything different. We're all the same. But when you have somebody to look up to that's like amazing, all right, that's more wealthy, you know, that's, that can, uh, you know, write formulas straight from the head. You know, all those things, they help create, you know, that new person that it forms that new person coming out. Cause you're like, Oh, I want to do that. But then you can't do exactly what that person does. Like I said earlier, like you, it's like you, you're, you know, you adjust it and you would come, you have it with your own flavor and you, you're like, and you create something totally different. And man, that's how businesses are formed anyway. Right. You can just take what somebody already have and then you put your spin on it. It's a new business, but people feel like it's, it's brand new. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So that, that mean that, I don't think life was meant to be fair. Like if life was fair, again, you would have everyone the same. Everyone wore the same clothes, drive the same car, do the same things. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think about that? <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's very true. Cause like the thing is with adversity that a lot of people don't, I don't think fully understand is that adversity will elicit growth. Yeah. Like, whether that's you personally or, or the, the greater whole community, global, whatever it is. Right. And yeah, like, like you said, like if it was, if it was meant to be easy, then everyone would do it. Yeah. Right? But adversity is what's going to keep people away from it. And, you know, some of the things that like, I know, like Les Brown and stuff would say is that, you know, you know, it's not that, uh, you don't get hit, right? Like people will get hit all the time or like, you know, say if you're boxing, right? Yeah. It's not like they, you're not going to get hit, right? You're going to get hit. But how, how do you get back up from that hit or how, how quickly do you get back up from that hit? Cause like, you know, you ever seen a boxer? And, you know, they get hit, they come up, get hit, whatever it is, it, it don't feel good. Man, yeah. like, 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 adversity doesn't feel good. Right. No. Feeling like you're down and out, it doesn't feel good. But it's not about the feeling of, of feeling good. It's about the objective of being successful in whatever you want to do or whatever that, that expected outcome you wanted. So that those like fleeting feelings of, you know, being tired because you're staying up all night studying yeah. or, you know, being hungry because you, you know, at that point you can't afford food or you're, or you're too busy to really eat as often. Like those are just such small, minute feelings and like the bigger scheme of life that I think people will kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. And that, and like I said, I think I've always, I always, I never look at 
look for anything to be fair. And one of the big things is like how they, everyone looks at rich people, like they have this, you know, this certain privilege or whatever. Mm. I mean, why not try to be, have that same privilege and then mm. find out that it's not a privilege at all. You know, like you it's understand that. Yeah. It's a responsibility. You find out that like, it's a lot more work to become wealthy than it is, you know, than it is to just kind of coast or do, you know, or just, be normal. I mean, you think about someone in like Warren Buffett, right? Now you're a billionaire. You feel like you're reaching the end of your life, right? At some point in your life. And then now you have to come up with a decision how to spend your money. And mm -hmm. most people think, okay, give it to your relatives. But then you're like, that's not the wisest thing to do. I don't want to create this certain type of people in my family. I want to make the world better. So if I want my money to go somewhere else and, or I want to build buildings, I want to, you know, and I help try to decrease some of the poverty and, you know, in the United States or any other country, the, you know, these are like those responsibilities of being a, such a wealthy person. Uh, what is that like? Uh, Carnegie. I think that's one of the things that they, that he believes in. I was like, you, you should not die with your wealth. You should do something with it. All right. That's one of those things that my life can't be fair. Yeah. 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 No doubt. No, no, no. And the thing is like, it's crazy because you think like, you know, People get have problems, man. Like, you know, when you, when you're poor, right, you, you have like a lot of problems or you, you like allude a lot of problems to like not having money. Right. Yeah. But then, you know, as you start making money or, uh, for those that do have money, like you were talking about the wealthy and stuff, uh, they just have the same problems and more on top of it. Yeah. Right. Like they have to fight like even more harder to keep what they have or right? yeah. to make sure that they don't lose everything. And the thing is, like, you know, uh, another thing that I heard about, like, a lot of, like, celebrities where they came from impoverished times is that, you know, they never actually leave that, right? And, like, MC Hammer, he didn't really come from money. And as he started making money, you know, friends, family started, like, bleeding him dry. So that's why he ended up going, you know, bankrupt, losing a decent, yeah. of, like, chunk of money, right? But that happens to a lot of uh, other celebrities. Like, a lot of football players, they go through it, right, where, you know, they, they started playing the game, started playing the game young. Yeah, they get a bunch of money, but you know, family still need money. Their their friends still need money. And then there was one like like Kevin Hart. He said uh, in an interview that like one of his biggest things, money pits, is like investing it in his friends' ideas. Yeah, right? like he had friends that had like wild ideas that they wanted him to invest in. He's like, all right, cool, because you know he felt like he owed them something. Yeah, yeah, right for being around. So he did, and I was like, man, like that. That's just a like a to me one of those like sad realities. Of, of of being like a celebrity or, or being of uh, of wealth is that you still have other people that aren't like trying to build you up. They're trying to almost bring you down. Yeah, right? and I'm not saying like this like necessarily their intent or malicious intent, but it's yeah. stuff that that can happen. Yeah, because I don't believe it's it's family's intent. They it's like one of those things that you know if you're the you become the leader in the family. They expect you to like, okay, help me out in my time of need. And in a sense, if you became the wealthy one, now you're the new leader of the, you know, saying of the family. And that's like I said, the family it, they don't mean any harm, but you know, by having the right mindset and have the right teachers in your life to tell you how you're supposed to handle those situations, you have a mentor that's like, okay, we went through that. Because it, uh, I think I might have mentioned it before. Because like even with the military, uh, some people think we make money. Uh, or we do good. No, it's just benefits. It's all it is, benefits. And that the people are willing to help us out. You know, they, they're willing to give us the good loans to, to drive a nice car or whatever because they know we have a constant paycheck. You know, that's basically how it is. 
and that's all it is. So you look like you have money and then like you got families that feel like you, can you, can you help me out? Or, you know, you should help me out because you look like you're doing good, you know, that type of stuff. So no, they don't mean any harm. It's just one of those things that you just, I guess it just comes with the territory of family, having family, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, but that's going to spark another conversation because, man, like, man, there'd be people, like, showing up to your table and, like, they'd be having, like, a clean, like, empty plate and they want something from your table. Yeah. They they don't ever invite you to their table. Yeah. (laughs) Or have nothing at their table when they invite you. They still want you to bring stuff to their table. It's just, you know, just ridiculous uh, Uh, how some people kind of think about it. Yeah. No, yeah. And that's why you have to be wise about those situations. Yeah, you might make them angry at that se- that point in time, but then they don't realize that you're protecting them, you know? Yeah, like I say, this could probably be another podcast to talk about that one right there, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, cause I was running to that. It wasn't necessarily a situation, but just the ideal I have with, I want my sister to uh, rent a place. And the, the whole thing is I can't just accept any place for her because it was a w- one way to have somebody, a tenant in the place while I renovate it. And once that year or year and a half is up, turn it over to an, a different tenant and raise the rents and you know, all that stuff. Right. And, uh, the whole doing that process, you got to think about the fact that you can't just have your family member in any type of place. You gotta make sure that they can handle the mortgage that you selected. So you got to make sure you pick something in a good price point and you got to know how much money that you're putting that you need to put down to make sure is that 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 monthly uh, mortgage that they can handle. One of those things that uh, I don't know if my sister understood exactly until I explained it to her, that the reason why I didn't select certain things the way she wanted me to select them was because I'm protecting both of us. Uh, Or or you can say all all three of us because you're protecting the bank too, right? I don't want the bank to, to, you know, take the property back. I don't want them to lose uh, the relationship that we have, right? And so like between me, my, uh, you know, saying take care of my family, make sure I'm not doing anything bad for them, making sure my sister's in a good situation and then making sure I don't lose the, the relationship with the bank. So like I have to, you know, you got to think about the overall thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's never, it's never a quick decision, you know, about a quick yes or no. Or yes, we're going to do this. No, we're not going to do that. You know? Right. Yeah. So. All right, man. We're getting on down here to the Rugal and cheese. All right, man. So, uh, this was actually pretty funny. You picked this one. Uh, visit an animal shelter instead of a zoo. Yeah. But hey, yeah, I I think it's a, it's a smart idea, especially if you got young kids. I don't know if you got teenagers, they might not go for it as much. But like young kids, I mean, teenagers don't really want to go to the zoo, man. <laughs> they don't care about the zoo. Only kids care about the zoo. Yeah. Well, then yeah, then it will work out because yeah, I I've definitely done uh, the thing where I take my kids to the pet store. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. It's just yeah, it's a zoo that you don't have to pay for to good get into. Yeah, and they get to just yeah, they get to stare at the the animals, the stare, the fish or whatever, yeah, the birds there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's actually, I guess, and and I've never just traveled to an animal shelter, so I, that's actually I might try that because I do the pet store thing. Yeah, yeah but... I have done like that, like not like to instead of a zoo kind of thing, but I've gone to like an animal shelter, and it's actually not not too bad, like. You know, go to because you can you know take care of the dogs or you can like feed the dog whatever it is yeah or like even play with them, um you know at least at least or check them out and stuff so I mean it's a good time good for, time for the dogs and I mean you know kids probably like it because you know they they love all the animals so yeah yeah 
<laughs> well, yeah, no, no, that's definitely a funny one. Yeah, I, and it, it depends on, how, I guess, what angle we're looking at for cheap or for frugal on this one, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's frugal because, I mean, anything, anytime I cannot spend money on certain things for the kids and focus it in another area, then I think that's frugal, yeah. you know? But if you guys like going on a date there or no? Was that? Yeah, take a, t- take him to uh, the. <laughs> that, that, that might be on the on the cheap side, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you take someone to, on a date yeah. to the pet store instead of the zoo. You know that? I don't need to see the tiger line. I didn't see got you got little cats. You, you <laughs> yeah, we got these kittens over here in this little glass case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's their call? What do you call it? Brugal or cheap? <laughs> oh man, if it's a date, it's cheap as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking, it, might be, it might be it might be a little cheap. You're like that you might not get a second date after that, you know. Like no, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you got the first one. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I like but if it's for like kids like man, I used to love going to like the pet stores when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean I wasn't tripping about the zoo. Like the zoo is outside, it could be hot, like I'm not I'm good. Yeah, no, yeah, you do have those factors too, yeah. 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 It's a lot quicker or a lot uh, closer to the, the pet store than it is the zoo, so <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. This is Craig and Jay signing off. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Please like and subscribe.